podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Forza Napoli Cultural Podcast. This is a podcast all about Napoli, of course, but you don't have to be a Napoli fan to enjoy it. If you're a Serie A fan, if you're a football fan, looking for the inside scoop on all things Napoli, this is the place to be. I'm your host, Joe Fischetti. Thank you, as always, for listening. This is more of a mini-pod. I have only one part for you today which is to preview the match against Torino on Saturday. So let's get right into it. Torino come into this match sitting 10th in the table. That's a significant improvement compared to the previous two seasons, where they finished in 17th and 16th place respectively. Torino have already accumulated 10 more points this season than they did all of last season, and there's still three matches remaining to play. Much of that success can be attributed to Ivan Juric, who was hired in the summer to replace Davide Nicola. Nicola has become a bit of a survival expert. He's now in charge at Salernitana and has them on the verge of a miraculous survival. But Juric has brought Torino back to where they were in the table under Mazzari, Mihailovic, and Giampaolo for about a decade. All three of those managers had them in the middle of the table or even a bit above the middle of the table. Torino have been in fine form of late. They are unbeaten in their last six matches with wins over Salernitana, Spezia, and Empoli and draws against Milan, Atalanta, and Lazio. So they've been beating the teams you would expect them to beat and they've been picking up important points against teams at the top of the table. In fact, only one team in the top half of the table has beaten Torino in the Girona Ritorno. That was Fiorentina who beat Torino 4-0 on January 10th. Since then, they drew Juve, Inter, Milan, Lazio, and Atalanta, and they still have to play against us, Hellas, Verona, and Roma. Torino's most recent result was a 3-1 victory over Empoli, the same Empoli who, in the previous round, completed a historic come-from-behind victory against us, a victory which basically ended any chances we had left of winning the Scudetto. Andrea Bellotti scored a second-half tripletta as a substitute in that victory over Empoli, Now, Torino didn't play particularly well in that match, but they did benefit greatly from some officiating decisions. Now, to be clear, I don't think any of the decisions were incorrect. With Empoli up 1-0, Valerio Vera very recklessly went into a tackle on Pietro Pellegri with his studs up and was rightfully dismissed. Then, in about a span of 10 minutes, Peter Stojanovic handled the ball in the area on two separate occasions. Now, perhaps you could argue that those were harsh calls, but both times his hand was away from his body. He was cautioned both times as well, so after the second foul, he was also sent off. Bellotti converted both of those penalties with confidence. Vicario guessed correctly both times, but the ball was just too well struck to stop, and then Bellotti added a third in the dying seconds of stoppage time. Nevertheless, that was a welcome sight for Torino fans. Bellotti has missed nearly half of the season due to injuries. He missed five games in September and early October with a foot tendon issue, and then he missed 11 games, mostly in December and January, with a thigh injury. That makes Torino's position in the table even more impressive that they've played most of the season without the club's top goal scorer in five of the last six seasons. However, he is back now, so with that, let's get to the starting lineups. Juric will line up in his usual 3-4-2-1 formation. I think Atrip Berisha will start in goal, but it's been a bit of a timeshare between Berisha and Vanya Milinkovic-Savic this season. 
Juric favors a back three of Ricardo Rodriguez in the middle with Gleason Bremer to his left and David Zima on his right. Now, if Bremer is not fit to play, then we'll likely see Alessandro Bongiorno start at center left. We've also seen Juric rotate a little bit at center right. Kofi Gigi played against Empoli and Napolitano Armando Izzo has started there occasionally as well. Sasha Lukic is suspended for yellow card accumulation, so we should see Samuel Ricci and Tommaso Povega in the center of the midfield. Torino have another Napolitano player in Rolando Mandragora. He could be an option in the midfield as well, particularly if either of Ricci or Povega play as a trequartista. Mergim Voivoda should start at left wing back and Wilfried Sango should start at right wing back. With Marco Piazza also hurt, I think we'll see Dennis Priat and Josip Brekalo as the two trequartisti, though as I said, Juric could also use Pobega in one of those positions as well. Finally, we should see Andrea Bellotti return to the starting 11 to play at striker. Antonio Sanabria and Simone Zaza are both hurt, so Pietro Pellegri will be the likely backup. For Napoli, I think we'll see Luciano Spalletti line up in the 4-2-3-1 formation again with David Ospina in goal. Kalidou Koulibaly and Amir Rachmani will start at centre-back. Rachmani's agent Adrian Aliyai gave an interview with Albanian media outlet Koha.net where he confirmed that Rachmani will extend his contract with Napoli for five years. He said there has been interest from other clubs but Amir wants to stay at Napoli for a long time and that they will be meeting with the club in a few weeks. Meanwhile, Spanish media outlet AS are reporting that Barcelona have asked Napoli to postpone the extension of Koulibaly's contract they claim that Barcelona have contacted Napoli and that Napoli want a minimum of 40 million euros cash. Personally, I think this is just your annual Koulibaly rumor. The only difference is he's typically rumored to join PSG, while this time he's rumored to join Barca, but I'm not buying it. Mario Rui will start at left back and I think Giovanni Di Lorenzo will start again at right back. He still hasn't completed a full group training this week, so there is a possibility that we see Alessandro Zanoli start at right back instead. Now in the midfield, there have been reports that Stanislav Lobotka could be fit for this match, but it makes no sense to risk him here. We've already qualified for the Champions League, so I think we're going to see Andre Frank Zambo and Gisa and Fabian Ruiz again in the double pivot. And then the front four were so good in the Sassuolo match that I don't expect any changes there. Lorenzo Insigne should start on the left wing, Chucky Lozano should start on the right wing. His father was recently in the news where he said that he's happy that Lozano has had more playing time this season under Spalletti and he's hopeful that Lozano can play more on the left wing after Insigne's departure. Dries Mertens should play in the number 10 and Victor Osimhen will start at striker. So those are the starting lineups. Next, let's get to our three keys to the match. My first key to the match is that I want to see a lot of movement off the ball. The reason for that is because Juric likes for his players to man-mark. This was something Nikki Bandini noted in a piece that she wrote it for The Guardian earlier this season. She said that he pairs players one-on-one -on -one with the opponent all over the pitch and trusts them to engage in individual duels. That means that to progress the ball, we need to move off the ball and we need to make quick passes. It also means that we can create space through our movement. For example, assuming Merton starts in the 10, if he drops deep, he's going to pull a defender with him and that will create more space for the long ball to Victor Osman. And generally speaking, you like his chances in one-on-one -on -one duels, especially if Bremer isn't playing. My second key to the match is that we need to make the most of our chances because I suspect we won't have that many of them. Only three clubs in the league have a better expected goals against than Torino, and those clubs are Juve, Milan, and Napoli. 
Only Fiorentina concede fewer shot-creating actions than Torino, and they would probably be even better than Fiorentina had it not been for the number of shots they concede as a result of fouls. Torino are either the best or second best in the league in terms of shots conceded from live passes, shots conceded from dribbles, shots conceded from other shots, and shots conceded from defensive actions. This is something Nicky Bandini picked up on as well. The reason why Torino are not one of the best teams in the league when it comes to shots conceded from fouls is because they commit a lot of fouls. Torino lead all of Serie A in fouls committed and by a wide margin. Torino have committed a total of 655 fouls to date, which is 76 more than Genoa in second place. Now, Bandini also pointed out that Torino often commit fouls high up the park, which is very much intentional. Despite committing so many fouls, Torino are only mid-table in terms of yellow cards, so that means that these are tactical fouls that disrupt the opponent's rhythm. That can be problematic for us because we're a team that likes to build out from the back, or at least that's what we theoretically like to do. We seem to have gotten away from that in the second half of the season, and we've relied a lot more on the long ball. Given our first key to the match, though, that may not be a bad tactic in this match anyhow. The point is, Torino are a solid defensive side, which is no surprise under Ivan Juric, so when we get our chances, we need to take them. At the very least, we need to hit the targets because one of Torino's biggest weaknesses is their goalkeepers. Juric is reportedly unhappy with both Berisha and Milinkovic Savage, and you can see why Berisha let in a really poor goal in that match against Empoli at the weekend. For that reason, Torino are one of the clubs that Alex Meret has been linked to, though lately there have also been reports of a potential move to Fiorentina as well. As I said in a previous episode, I think Meret will stay for another season, and we're now seeing reports pretty much confirming that David Ospina will depart to Napoli next season. My final key to the match is that we need to keep a clean sheet. Torino are 13th in the league in actual goals scored and 12th in the league in expected goals scored. Meanwhile, we've conceded at least one goal in 11 consecutive matches. The Sassuolo match was as close as you're going to get to a clean sheet without actually getting one. We didn't concede until the 87th minute, and I'm inclined to think that you naturally play differently when you're up by 6 goals compared to only 1 or 2, but I hesitate to say that because we blew 1 and 2 goal leads in the 2 matches prior to the Sassuolo one. For what it's worth, we didn't concede until after Di Lorenzo was substituted off for Zanoli, so maybe we'll keep a clean sheet if Di Lorenzo plays the full 90 minutes. For my prediction, I'm going to go with a 2-1 Napoli win. I'll give the Napoli goals to Mertens and Osimhen, and I'll give the Torino goal to Brecolo. I'm not terribly confident in this prediction if I'm being honest. I could very easily see this match ending in a draw. Neither of these sides have a whole lot left to play for. Napoli have already qualified for the Champions League, so the only thing really motivating us is to finish above Juventus in the table. I'm sure Spalletti would like to win out the season so he can match Gennaro Gattuso's point total from last season. And of course, there's a financial incentive to finish in third rather than fourth, but I suspect the only people motivated by that are those with the surname De Laurentiis. The third place team will earn 14.4 million euros while the fourth place team will earn 12 million, so 2.4 million euros are up for grabs in the league. Last episode, I mentioned the Champions League payouts and that one of the components of that payout is market share, which factors in league ranking. Finishing third in the league represents about 2 million euros from that market share, so in total, third place will earn about 4.4 million euros more than fourth place. 
Perhaps that's why De Laurentiis hosted a team dinner on Thursday at the Skyline restaurant in Pozzuoli. It's the third team dinner in the last two weeks. Of course, the first two were held as a mini ritiro after the loss to Empoli, while this one was meant to be a show of appreciation to the players and the staff for achieving the goal of qualifying for the Champions League. Meanwhile, Torino are sitting comfortably in the middle of the table. They can't be relegated, nor can they qualify for the Conference League. Perhaps they will be motivated to finish the season in the top half of the season. Wednesday was also the 73rd anniversary of the Grande Torino Superga Air disaster, so Torino could be playing with that in mind as well. But otherwise, I think this match will feel like a friendly, and friendly matches are the most difficult to predict. So that will do for this preview. That will also do for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please share it with a friend and leave us a rating on your favorite podcast platform. As always, if you'd like to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter at Joe underscore Fisket D5, and you can find the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Patreon at Forza Napoli Pod. Be sure to check out our Twitter page for our latest Napolitan song of the week. This week's song is Peppo's cover of a popular Napolitan song called Passione. In an interview with Il Casale News, Giuseppe Sica, also known as Peppo, said he defines himself as entangled with consistency and against stereotypes of any kind. Peppo said that he covered Passione because it's one of his favorite Napolitan classics and he wanted to keep it alive for the 20 year olds. Passione is the final track on Peppo's 2020 album Mood Street. The album was produced by Aria Nordamo, which is a label and clothing brand created by Peppo and DJ Choppi. The brand slogan is periphery is not where you are but how you feel and that slogan and concept of the brand is derived from Peppo being from Secondigliano but applies equally to the other suburbs surrounding the Napoli city center. So that is where I will leave it. I will be back with another episode next week to review this match as well as our latest Primavera and Femminile matches. But until then, I'm Joe Fischetti. Forza Napoli sempre! Podcast Network.